On this episode, I've invited Megan Alton back onto the podcast to give us her numerology predictions for 2024. And she is going through this year month by month, giving us the themes. But I got so excited talking to her. We totally skipped over the month of November. So I'm going to tell you what the cycle will be in November right now. November is going to be the energy of a one. And so that's going to be new cycles. And it'll be really similar to February. So invitations and activations. So I wanted to just pass that along because as I was listening, I think spirit was really in the room and we both were vibing really well with each other and the energy and just totally forgot that month. So get a pen and paper, but if you're in the car, it's okay. You can listen to it now, but you want to come back to it and just write some notes down. Megan is also having a free class that I will link to in the show notes. Ready, set, here's the predictions for 2024. Welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guides. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast. And today I have a treat for you. We have our recurring guest, Megan Alton, who is an economist turned numerologist. Megan is the secret weapon for those who want to use the energetics of alchemy aligned with strategy to amplify their natural state of abundance. And her unique approach to business integrates numerology to heighten intuition, which I know you're excited about and success in life and business. And I've asked Megan today to give us a little insight on the numerology for 2024. Welcome back, Megan, to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, so many people loved the last episode we did of 2023. So of course, I had to ask you back for 2024 to know what's in store. And the funny thing is, Megan and I, before we started this interview, I was sharing with her how I'd like to air this episode in February, even though it is really about 2024. So if you're listening and wondering, well, why didn't this come out in January? It was more an intuitive feeling for me. And I always feel like February is my January. And as Megan and I were talking, Megan said that it was really interesting. I chose February and I'll, I'll hand this off to you so you can explain why. Yes, because this year in particular, February is a one energy month. It's not always, but it lines up this year as a one energy month. So it is very intuitive that we would start our year in February this year. That is really interesting. So one is about starting, I'm guessing new beginnings. And is one about planning as well? Or or is that not it? It is? Yes, absolutely. One is all about starting new beginning seeds. It's initiation energy. It's activation energy. It's lots of ideas. So it's a great time to do things like your vision board or your dream board or to brainstorm with people of like, oh, we could try this. We could try that. We could experiment with this. And just really let inspiration bubble up within you. It's a very activating energy. So giving yourself space and time for inspiration to come from within 
to just see mm. where it goes and don't expect yourself to be like nailed down to a hard and fast strict plan in one energy. Let yourself like just be led and pulled by the creativity. Ooh, I like that. That's <laughs> yeah. I like how you talk about the flow or led and pulled and use your intuition. That's so freeing because when we or I think about planning, sometimes it feels like I've got a plan. I got to stick to this plan. So I love that you have that freedom in there. So you're listening to us, go ahead, get out a journal, (laughs) prepare Mm -hmm. for what 2024 has in store numerology wise for us. But before we 100% dive into that, Megan, I wanted to ask you, can you share with us some highlights about what you saw last year? Because last year was the year of the Oracle, right? 2023. That's right. And what kind of themes themes came up around that? Like, how did that play out? Yeah, I was calling last year the year of the Oracle. It was a very powerful year for us developing our intuitive relationships with whether it be our guides, our intuition, you know, source energy, whatever that looks like. It was a year when there was going to be much of the time spent in the unknown, right? So there was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of confusion for people. And many people felt like they were kind of in the dark. I had one person explain it as like wearing a cloud hat, where it's like, I kind of wish I could see more, but it's disorienting, right? And a lot of people felt that particularly near the end of the year, the disorientation, the confusion. And so our initial instinct in that is to think, well, that means I'm maybe I'm doing it wrong or something. And it's actually not true. It's actually a strengthening of your felt sense, right? Because if you can't rely on the external senses, right? The If you can't rely on, let's say, clear-mindedness or an obvious way forward, the only answer is to go within, right? And to turn to your guides, to turn to your intuition and learn to trust yourself in the journey. And the journey of developing trust is not always an easy one, right? It's scary, it's risky. And for some people, it's very disruptive to their systems. But recognizing that you're coming out the other side of it into 2024 with a much stronger sense of who you are, what your intuition is, how it speaks to you, your intuitive languages likely grew, whether you've cognitively can realize at this point or not, I bet you if you reflect back and like look to the past, you know, six, 12 months, you will recognize your intuition has grown dramatically. And so even just taking that moment and just feeling that sense of gratitude and appreciation for yourself of how far you've come through 2023. Like that was a tough go for some people. Yeah. I am raising my hand. I definitely feel that the confusion, the cloudiness. I had so many conversations with people on that, but I do want to ask you, what do you do or what advice have you given others who are at that place where they say, I'm cloudy. I don't know. I'm trying to connect my intuition, but it still feels very cloudy. I think it's really great to get other people's perspectives. So what would you share with somebody who said that to you? Yeah. So for me, there's, and I'm saying this as a ruling number seven, which is a very physical number. I say connect with your body. And I think even if you're not a physical number, connecting with your body is always going to be helpful because we've kind of been conditioned that when we're stressed, when we're anxious, when we're overwhelmed, we disassociate we leave our body. And as soon as we leave our body, we cannot feel the subtle sensations of how our intuition works, those subtle senses. 
And so allowing yourself to connect with your body and picking a practice. So for me, it's numerology, you know, working with Oracle cards is great. For example, you've got that Oracle deck that you have, which is incredible. Pick a practice and devote to it. Even if you feel like you're getting nothing out of it, it sometimes takes a little bit of time. So for me, those are my two go-tos is like physical body connection. So that looks like walks in nature, long baths, eating good food, just like really nourishing myself. And then devotion to my practice every single day, sitting down and doing some journaling, checking in with the energy, checking the day energy, maybe pulling a card or two and just being with it and just seeing what comes out. Oh, I love that. One of the themes that has really come up is the channeler, which is one of the intuitive languages that I talk about. And the channeler gets their messages through their body and clear knowings And I love that you go out and walk and get physical because I think we can all relate or a lot of us can to the disassociation of leaving the body. Well, now I don't want to deal with this. It's not fun. I'd rather play in spirit or I'd rather do other things that don't make me sit there and and actually be in those feelings or, or be in that place. So that's really great that you have that. I really feel, especially with Chandler's, that if you're moving your body and you're getting that energy unstuck, then your intuitive messages become clear. So such great advice. Thank you for that. Thank you. All right. So I'm getting excited. I can't wait to hear what's in store for 2024. So can you share with us the numerology for the year to come? Yes. So 2024 is an eight energy year. So we're moving from the seven energy of 23 into the eight energy of 2024. And eight energy is is going to be very different. So in general, we would say that even numbers tend to be a little bit more stable than the odd numbers. So we can expect potentially a little more stability in this eight energy. It's all about infinite abundance. So when we think of the number eight, we often think of the infinity sign. And it's all about infinite abundance, which looks like devotion, dedication, mastery, commitment, it also looks like momentum. So I always feel like the law of momentum really kicks in in eight energy. So many of the practices that you picked up last year to support you, you will start to see the fruits of that coming through this year. So if you've been doing something and you're like, I've been working at it and nothing's really clicking yet, like thank you to yourself for not giving up and thank you to yourself for sticking with it. Because this year, particularly going forward from the month of February, we'll see that these things are starting to show up for us. There's also Mm. going to be themes around inner strength mixed with outer strength. And am I balanced or is there like a lopsidedness? And so you mentioned the channeler and the physical body. I think that will show up as well as my relationship with my own inner power, my own inner strength. And then of course we're going to see the mirrors of that in the outer world. So we're going to notice where there's a healthy, effective use of energy and power. And we're going to notice where there's unhealthy uses of energy and power and potentially want to project judgment towards that while knowing the only thing I truly get to control is my own relationship with my inner power. And I'd love to hear what you think about this, but I've noticed with my numerologists and in my work that the more we develop that healthy relationship with our inner power and the more we are um, confident and clear in what my inner power is and how I get to work with it in this lifetime, 
the stronger my intuition comes through. Absolutely. I feel like we have to strengthen the inner core. And when we're strengthening the inner core, we are in a better place. We're in a calm place. It reminds me of being in the eye of a hurricane and we're calm. And no matter what's going around us, whatever's happening, whether it be chaos, whether it be amazing things, we get to make sure that we are connected to our own energy first and our own intuition first. And we have a better relationship to then react or to experience. But I do want to ask you, so you're talking about the, first of all, infinite abundance. We're all excited about that. Like, thank goodness. That sounds amazing. (laughs) But I also recognize that there's certain lessons that might come up as we're aligning more strongly to abundance because you were talking about that balance. So could you give me an example of, and it's going to be different for every single person, but could you give an example of how that balance kind of might show up as a symptom? So we can just be a little bit more aware of it. I mean, this is going to be different, like I said, for everybody. Yeah. One of the biggest challenges that's going to come through is the idea of imposter syndrome. The idea of who am I? to trust my intuition? Who am I to take this leap of faith? Or who am I to move this body of work forward? Because eight energy is all about mastery. So there's going to be this level of insecurity coming through of like, well, who decides if I'm masterful? Who decides, right? And even in in that question, you can hear that if I'm asking who decides that I'm masterful, I'm outsourcing my own sovereignty. And I'm looking to somebody outside of me to like, bestow a crown on my head or something. And no one's going to do that. There's nobody out there who is going to give you your sovereignty or give you that sense of you've graduated or you've, you know, and I think how imposter syndrome can show up is the eternal student who never gives themselves permission to practice. You get to be a student, you get to learn. I love to learn, but you always need to implement as well. And, and recognizing that there's not a single person out there who has all the answers. We're all in one big fancy experiment together. And the difference between the people who move forward confidently and apply it are the ones who just decided to do so. (laughs) Absolutely. That's such a great message. I see that where people think, well, I need this other thing, or I need this other program, or I can't stop because X, Y, Z or they have to really recognize, I need to do this. I have to decide this. And that's one reason why I started teaching intuition instead of doing readings is because I didn't want to give people the answers. I wanted to give them the tools so they could then find the answers within themselves, with their higher selves, or get some extra you know, information from their spirit helpers along the way. But it really starts with you. And I love that this is going to be part of what we're all learning And I know that sometimes it's not rainbows and roses, but it is part of what we need to do to break through. So I did want to ask you, Megan, can you give us some insight on like the months inside of 2024? Okay. So after this quick break, we're going to talk to Megan about each month in 2024 and some themes to be aware of. So stay tuned. As a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings, but I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition, but I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, 
I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. Welcome back to the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast. I have Megan Alton here. She is an amazing numerologist and she's giving us insight on 2024 and what to expect. She's already talked about this year being the year of infinite abundance, which sounds amazing and what lessons to possibly look for. But now we're going to break it down a little bit more nitty gritty into each month. So Megan, share share your secrets with us so that we can know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I know we're, we're talking in February, but I do want to just take a quick look back in January and let you know that the themes in January were very much about release. So for anybody who felt like I should be planning right now, I should be moving things forward right now. If you were frustrated by that thought, it's that's why, because it's very much about release and letting go. And so if you are still in that, you can still borrow the energy this month and you can take some time to say, okay, what am I going to let go of? What am I going to release? What doesn't need to come with me going forward? Maybe it's some habits or some patterns that you're noticing, just being willing to say, moving forward, this is what I would like, right? And claiming that. Oh my gosh, I got to tell you the story. So <laughs> we have meditations inside one of my programs, um, it's my aligned membership. And so I like to channel the meditations ahead of time. And we realized that we had mixed up the meditation that was meant for January and October. And so therefore October's meditation would go into January and we have a completely different theme in January, but the meditation was released. How funny. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It's perfect. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so wild, but that's, that's so wild. intuition and spirit working their magic. Okay. So that's pretty mm -hmm. amazing that, you know, normally we think of January as intention setting. So interesting that it's that release. I definitely feel that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in numerology, I always think that we kind of have two starts of the year. So the calendar start of the year is like what the outer world arranges itself around, but you also have your birthday. So our birthday is actually our true, you know, new year. So for everybody listening, your birthday is going to be different. And so you can kind of keep that in the back of your mind when I get to your birthday month as to what the themes are going to be around the beginning of, of your year. Mm -hmm. And that's the universal alignment. And then, of course, if you want to go deeper into it, there's going to be personal themes as well that you can pull out by getting like a full numerology reading. So January is about releasing, detoxing. You can think of it as a detox. It's a cleansing. February, we sort of mentioned a little bit. It's very much about initiations and activations because the theme for this year is infinite abundance and our relationship with healthy power and momentum. It's going to be initiations and activations with your power, with learning to trust yourself with that self-authority, that self-sovereignty, because that is what's going to help you activate the infinite abundance. Mm. So again, if things are coming up, that's causing you to doubt that it's not meant to take you out of the game. It's not meant to 
be the sign that you're in the wrong place. It's that strengthening of your inner power and that giving you that option of what you want to choose, right? So going into March, March is going to be very strong intuition energy. It's a two energy month. We always think of two as intuition. We also think of it as partnerships and connection. So whether it's connection with other human beings, whether it's like love partnerships or friendships, it's a great time to mastermind, work with a mentor, reach out and get support. And then of course, that partnership with spirit and your guides, right? That will be very strong in March as well. Going into February, February is amplification energy. Wait, are, are we in February or March? Oh, sorry. Which one? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So... I feel like the funny thing is I was in February going, oh, that feels like a really good month. And it's almost like the energy wants us to stay there. <laughs> so it's interesting. But so right? March, <laughs> March would be my new year because that's mm. my birthday. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's all March's intuition, which is perfect for oh, you. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Partnership intuition moving into April. That's the word I meant to say. Gotcha. April is amplification. So April is going to turn up the volume on anything Mm -hmm. you're either wanting to expand and grow into, or the flip side of that creative energy, when it's not expressed healthy, it turns into worry. So if you find yourself feeling like worried or anxiety or that kind of thing in the month of April, recognize that is unexpressed creative energy that needs an outlet. So What is your soul longing to experience? And can you start to take steps towards that experience to move that energy through your being? Oof, so question. I think in Mm. April this year, we have a lot of retrograde energy. So Mm. would you say that that could really impact some of those lessons that people are, or like heighten the numerology and the energy? Yeah. Yeah, because when I think of retrograde, I tend to think the lessons get louder, right? So retrograding with the three energy, three is fire, three is amplification, three is like throwing fuel on the fire. So that's definitely going to add a level of intensity to it. And so knowing that I wasn't aware of the of the retrogrades in April, I would imagine that April will be one of the more like destabilizing months. And when I say destabilizing, you know, it's like the tower card things are going to crumble, things are going to move, things are going to happen. But it's not to hurt, to punish, to, you know, it's to awaken, it's to give you the opportunity to make new choices, it's to illuminate, right? I think, I I can't say it with 100%, but I think it's an Aries. And I was kind of remember, remembering that because I'm an Aries, but you just said that, that also April is a three energy with just fires. So I definitely think it's going to destabilize. <laughs> but fire is great because it transforms and transmutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we know it going into it, like it can give us like that forewarning of what do I need to support myself? You know, if I know that I need extra support in the month of April, like book some healing sessions, spend some time with nurturing people who keep you balanced. Don't listen to stuff that deregulates you. Don't go to places that contribute to the lack of balance. So it's that discipline, which is 
going to be part of the eight lesson again to say, this is what's best for me. You may or may not agree with my path, but this is what I'm doing to honor my relationship with my inner power. Because the last thing we want to do is experience this like destabilizing effect and then go back to that outsourcing energy again, where we're forgetting to trust ourselves, right? (laughs) Such great advice. That's wonderful. I think that's something everybody needs to remember. This is why we plan, right? (laughs) So we know. (laughs) Absolutely. So in April, you know, book the extra healing session in. There you go. (laughs) Good. We can do it. We can do it. And I should say, everybody's energy responds differently to different patterns. Some people love fire, right? Some people are like, yes, bring it. Like, sometimes I print one of my prayers is universe, make it obvious, right? That's one of my prayers. And I believe I've kind of somewhat borrowed it from, oh, I'm going to forget. Elizabeth Gilbert, I borrowed mm-hmm. it from her. That's one of her prayers. Universe, make it obvious. And so in a month with three energy, the things you're questioning that you're uncertain about, the universe will make it obvious for you. You'll know. You'll get your answers. And there's a relief in having those answers, right? Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's going to be pretty obvious for a lot of us with all this energy built around it, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Okay. So going into May, it's four energy. So it's much more balanced. It's much more stable. It's much smoother. This is one of the things I love about mapping out the energy going throughout the year, because I could say to myself, well, if there is an intensity, then it's a cycle and the cycle will shift at some point, right? So we shift going into May and it's going to be much more stabilizing, much more balanced, but it's seeking change. Okay, seeking change. So the things that have been going on, we're looking to experience change. And many of us have been feeling that for so long, which is why, you know, in 2023, there was a lot of confusion and uncertainty and, and we couldn't see that far ahead, because we're in the fork in the road, like there is a lot of change happening. And so we're stabilizing and grounding. But the world is shifting and energy is shifting. Things are different. And so embracing that and finding your balance and your groundedness in that, in four energy, which is what it may is going to be, it's a great time to like accomplish stuff. So get things off your list, do the home improvement project, like clean out some closets, like anything that requires you to be organized, task-oriented, accomplish things. It's a very good structural energy. So anything that's going to like create foundational support in your life is a great time to take action on in the month of May. Mm, That's great. I feel like that fire, you know, we had in April and then May just kind of ground this a little bit more, which is great. Absolutely. Yeah. I happen to really like for energy for that. It's very grounding. So again, depending on what other energy that you carry, sometimes that's a really welcome thing. And then going into June, June is going to heighten more change. Mm. So this is why in 2023, we were really preparing by developing that stronger relationship with our intuition and our spiritual support team, because that is what's going to help us through the change. Whenever we're Mm. trying to create a new pathway that's never been walked before, we don't get to look at a map, right? We get to look inwards. (laughs) That's true. That makes a lot of sense. And you can see how 
a lot of times on our intuitive journey, people are like, why does this happen? Why is this happening? Or, you know, why is this part of my cycle? I thought I was aligned and whatever kind of excuses or, you know, it's like our, our inner self wants to throw a tantrum. And then once we get past it, we go, oh, that's why. (laughs) That's why that happened. (laughs) So I I love that you explain it that way. So we're preparing ourselves for change. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the way to embrace it is to, number one, play with your inner child. Change Mm. is meant to be joyful. It's meant to be light. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be soft. It's a deeply compassionate energy. So like use that to your advantage, go and play with loved ones, spend time doing things that makes your inner child happy travel. It's like June is the greatest time to go on a trip. And if you're not traveling, find ways in your own town to like go to a different restaurant or hike a different trail or do something like playful and experimental. Oh, that's exciting. I like Mm -hmm. that. And I love how you said change is meant to be joyful because I don't think many people (laughs) think that. (laughs) So what a new mindset shift and affirmation that we can say to ourselves. Change is joyful. I embrace change with joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, when you look at how we manifest according to the energy of the numbers, the pathway is always aligning us with our higher selves. Mm-hmm. Right. And our higher selves wants us to be abundant, wants us to be joyful, wants us to be fulfilled, wants us to be experiencing all the goodness that's available. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. So, July, July is going to be really ruled by relationships. There's going to be a lot of relationship opportunities. There's going to be a lot of harmonization and kind of rebalancing. I always say that six energy is kind of good for smoothing out the rough edges. It's also a time where a lot of karmic rebalancing will occur. So if the energy pendulum has swung really far in one direction, it can kind of come back into balance. So you might notice relationships cropping up that are here to kind of resolve old karmic patterns and clear that out. And again, this is actually really beneficial because when you think of the eight energy as this momentum, it's like clearing out some of that old karmic pattern means I get to access flow state, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's leading me towards that balance and flow. Yeah. And it's halfway through the year, if you go from January to, to December, so it's a nice, reminds me of a cleaning, a clearing, a reset of let's clear out the stuff that no longer needs to be here so we can then continue forward on the next six months of 2024. Yeah, absolutely. And then going into August, August is going to be another month of change. It's a seven energy, which is what we experienced in 2023. So it is all about strengthening our intuition trusting ourselves, being willing to take a risk as guided by our souls, as guided by spirit to do so. And again, that like up-leveling strengthening of your intuitive gifts. So there's going to be change happening. There's going to be unknowns happening. And it's really causing you to push the boundary a little bit. Yeah. Like you've asked for something new. So let yourself seek it, let yourself step into it, let yourself take the action to let that happen, even if you don't know how that's going to play out. 
it's another retrograde month. I'm following along in the calendar and <laughs> making sure. I'm like, so if you are marking this down, August is another retrograde month where it might heighten those things. So if you're out there going like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? Like, what is going on? Then that's part of the seven energy. <laughs> then you've got retrograde <laughs> on top of it. So yeah. just a heads up. <laughs> okay, totally. It's good to know. <laughs> it's good to know. And I think it's great advice because if you're ever like, oh my God, what is going on? Tune <laughs> yeah. in to your spiritual gifts, right? Tune into spirit. That's totally the answer, especially in seven. So do the card reading, you know, go and get the energy work done, like do your meditation, whatever that looks like for you. Absolutely. I also say when things are feeling really funky, you're not sure, you always want to lean into your intuition. That is the number one asset that you have, you were born with to cultivate and lean into. And so, so many of us tend to go, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm going to go seek out the answer somewhere else. So this is really that seven energy, the heightening of your intuition. And also it's retrograde. So it's going to cause you to go inward as well. So, so it's yeah. good to know. Good to prepare. Yes. Well, and even to just kind of highlight that a little bit, I would say in my experience, the people that have the strongest trust with their intuition and the strongest relationships with their guides, they do so because they've been willing to lean into that and take risks when other people maybe thought it was crazy. (laughs) Absolutely. You follow that intuitive aspect. And so many people ask me, you know, how do I trust my intuition? And I'll say, of course, you need to to develop it, but then you actually have to take action and and listen to it or do follow the hunches, follow the breadcrumbs. And then you'll go, oh yeah, that worked out. That's great. Okay. Now I get it. I trust it more. And the more and more that you trust your intuition, the bigger leaps, I'm going to put it in air quotes here, you can take because you trust even more. So absolutely. Yeah. I love that. August, That's so Sounds good. like August is going to be good for us, but it might be a little bit of an ass kicker. So here we, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Absolutely. So moving into September, this is going to be peak energy of the eight because it's an eight energy year and an mm. eight energy month. Interesting. So it's really going to strengthen the idea of our relationship with power, our relationship with our mastery and how we define that, our relationship with inner and outer power, the mirrors of where that's going to show up in life, and just that whole thing around infinite abundance. And so I think yeah. it's really important in September, all year for that matter, but in September, it's going to be even more highlighted, is to ask yourself, like, what does abundance mean to me? And most people will say, oh, like more money or whatever, right? But it's like, well, why? Why do you want the money? Because I want to spend more time with my children, because I want to travel, because I want to eat good quality food. Like, what is it? And really start to get clear because money is the middleman, right? Money is totally the middleman. Money is just trying to get you from point A to point B. So why don't you just identify what point B is and spend a little bit of time getting friends with that? And maybe you don't need to lean so heavily on the middleman, which creates less tension on money, which means money is more flowy and abundant. (laughs) And I feel the same way because some people will say, I I don't need the money. I just want this. Mm. And I love what you said about money's just the middleman. And sometimes we give too much, I'd say, credence to money in both ways. Like Mm -hmm. we're resisting it 
because we think it's bad. And then sometimes it's like, well, this is what I want. So if we can just, like you said, relieve the tension there (laughs) and focus on what you want, then it becomes, like you said, more flowy. That's great. I like that. Yeah. Well, and I I love that point because for people who push away money thinking, oh, I don't need it. I just want this. It's like, sometimes the middleman is wonderful. Like I just Mm -hmm. booked a trip with my children and having a travel agent handle the ins and the outs of the details, because being a single mom and traveling with three young children, there's a lot to wrap my mind around. So I am loving the middleman right now. Like, thank you for handling things for me to make my life more easy, more easeful, more flowy. Right. And so even reminding ourselves, like the middleman is a gift at times, right? Oh, absolutely. I definitely feel that way. And you know, if we can really get to that place of in my heart of hearts, my desire, what do I truly want? What does abundance mean to me? Then our world can shift and change and align to that. And then we can thank that middleman. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so perfect. I love that. Let like let us pray that that is all the lesson that really grounds and anchors in, in mm. September. I'm so here for it. Yeah. Abundance, abundance. I'll take it. Yes. So in October, it's another nine energy month, which January was the nine as well. So again, it's about the clearing out and the release. So, you know, for some people you're thinking, wow, wow, like every nine cycles we have to clear out again. And it's like, yeah, because we're evolving, right? We're constantly evolving. And so as we go, there's going to be certain things we picked up along the way that served an aspect of our journey, but yet no longer serve. And it doesn't always mean things on the physical plane need to be released. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it means our relationship with things, the person or the experiences stay the same, but our relationship with it shifts because we're different. We're not the same person we were like today. We will not be the same person that we're going to be in nine months from now. Absolutely. We are constantly evolving beings and That's one of the reasons I will always say, continue to align, continue to work on your energy, because sometimes we get to a place where like, I've done it, you know, I've, I've balanced my energy. Well, it's still a maintenance that we need to do as we evolve and grow and shift and change. Just like we clean our house, well, dust will still come into the house (laughs) and we need to, you know, constantly be releasing and recalibrating and reflecting. So that sounds like a a good plan for November. And then as we move into December, it's another retrograde month. So what's in store for us in December? December is intuition again. So it's the two, it's going to be partnership. It's going to be connection. Yeah. So let me think about that. The eight energy with the two, just really feeling into that. It really feels like it's going to be the intuitive upgrades to our relationship with our Mm -hmm. power and how that ends up affecting the way we run energy. So I actually feel like that could be a great month where people will notice extra, whether it's like intuitive languages coming on board or just a strengthening of your ability to feel and work with energy. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. This feels like a nice little completion or a way we get to our heightened state at the end of the year almost reminds me of when you've gone on a long hike and you get to look in your bag and go oh what did I pack for my snack (laughs) and we get to see (laughs) or we go on a hike and you know we're 
we think we're getting to the end of our journey. And then all of a sudden we see this beautiful view that we didn't realize was there. So that's really nice. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, Megan, thank you. Absolutely. And I think kind of circling it back around to the power, it really is about that self-sovereignty, which I think is Mm -hmm. exciting to see that that's going to be a huge opportunity for us this year. Yeah. I do think this whole year is the journey and relying on ourselves as being the compass. And then I love that you have this plan. It feels like the plan that you gave us today is a wonderful map that we can pull out and go, oh, okay, great. And then you can follow the theme and the lessons with your intuition as you're continuing to grow and learn and and evolve. So thank you, Megan, so much for all this insight. This has been absolutely amazing. I know that so many people are so happy that they have this now. And I know that you've got a free class coming up. So can you share a little bit more about what that is and what people may learn in there? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be teaching a free series, a free numerology series on February. will be the week of February 19th. So I know you'll put a, a link in the show notes where people can can access that. But I do these free series usually twice a year. And it's really about empowering you to understand your own personal codes. Because when you understand what your energy is, you can see how that's going to interact with the universal energy, which is what we just talked about today. Mm, that's so great. I know that you do these uh, a couple times a year and they've been so helpful for people as they've gone through and they've told me. So you're listening. If you want to learn even more about your own personal cycles and your own energy, you can go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash numerology. And I'll put that in the show notes. And thank you so much, Megan, for being here. This has been absolutely amazing. And I really appreciate your knowledge and wisdom. And I know everyone else does too. Thank you for having me. It's just so fun getting to explore this with you. Absolutely. So I will be back next week with a brand new episode, but until then, here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review and a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at Messenger of Spirit. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.